podcasts are wonderful. My name is Greggy Hoxteller, and today we're going to be talking about Mike and Tom Eat Snacks, episode 21, featuring Michael Ian Black and Tom Cavanaugh. But first, we're going to be talking to my guest. Uh, you know this gentleman as the founder of the Nerdist Podcast and the Nerdist Podcast Network. Uh, he's the host of At Midnight on Comedy Central and uh, Talking Dead on whatever channel that is. I'm not 100% sure. A&E, maybe? Please welcome to the show, Chris Hardwick. Hello, people. So, Chris, what network is Talking Dead on, anyway? <laughs> I wanted to interject, but I withheld. It's AMC. AMC, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. I always get those. It's okay. Up. You don't watch it, I guess. No. I don't think the zombies are very realistic to what they actually are like on in the real world, okay? Oh, okay. Um, in my opinion, real zombies are made through voodoo. They're mostly just people that have been drugged or something like that. Okay, so what so, are the differences and characteristics between the real zombies and the Walking Dead zombies? Well, they're not dead, first of all. That's Okay, that's um, a big difference. Some kind of a voodoo priest or priestess has uh, sacrificed a chicken and um, done some kind of incantation to make them be a zombie. Uh, so I think right. that's different. I, I, I haven't watched much of Walking Dead. That actually is what happens on uh, Walking oh, Dead. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you must have missed the first episode. There's a big backstory about that. Mostly chickens being sacrificed. It was kind of gross. Really gory stuff. Oh, geez. Okay, well, maybe I'll give it another try. I mean, uh, that's that was my one... <laughs> <laughs> that was my one quibble with the show, so I think I can stop nitpicking and enjoy it now. I understand that. I wouldn't want to watch it either if there were no chicken sacrifices. That's a big difference. You kind of got your start as the host of MTV's Singled Out. So please tell me, what is Jenny McCarthy really like? Oh, she is a doll, let me tell you. She is one of the sweetest girls you'll ever meet. Really, really nice uh, figure. And... A little on with the religious stuff and the you know the autism thing and uh, I just kind of ignored it most of the time but if you just look down instead of making eye contact it re- it's a great conversation okay so, so you don't think she's right about the vaccine thing uh what I, I'm not a doctor I couldn't say okay but I think she's an idiot <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> this might get back to her I'm sorry to I hope you don't get in trouble. Uh, we're tight. Okay. I think she knows that it's, it's, it's okay. I've listened to a few of your podcasts. A recurring theme that I've heard plenty of times is that your dad is a professional bowler. Are you a, a bowler yourself? Did you ever think about following in his footsteps and becoming a professional bowler? You know, this was a big point of contention growing up is that my dad wanted to continue the family business and that was bowling. And I just wanted to be a comedy podcaster. I never wanted to be a host. I kind of lucked into this. And, you know, I just hate bowling. I hate it so much. And my dad disappoints me every day. What What would you prefer that he did as a profession? Oh, anything. Anything. I wish he golfed. You know, that's a man's sport for me. So that would be a big difference then if he was a golfer rather than a bowler? Huge difference. You know, the training that goes into golfing, and then you look at bowlers, they're all a little overweight. It's mm-hmm. disgusting to me. That's just my opinion, and, though. I'm sorry to say it. Okay. And then maybe if you had uh, spent your childhood outside, out at the links with your dad, rather than in the uh, you know the bowling alley little arcade section, 
you might not have grown up to be such a nerd, right? That's exactly it. That's really the root of it all. I'm I'm glad you said it because I didn't want to. I'm sick of being a geek. I'm sick of being a nerd. I wish I was a, I don't know, a baseball player, a basketball player. I wish I did something outside. It's just so lonely in here. It's, it's dark. I'm pale. My skin's okay because I get no sun. Besides that, it's a miserable life. A lot of people, I, well, I don't want to say a lot of people, but I've heard in the past um, accusations that you are a fake nerd and you're just using it uh, for the cred to get famous. Uh, is that the case or i mean obviously it seems like you actually are a real nerd since uh your skin is so pale and you stay in the basement all the time i wish that were true i really do i am a nerd in only the sense that my my skin is white besides that i like i like baseball i like basketball i'm a big football fan uh chris chris gronkowski is my favorite player easily and oh, wow. he is basically my role model in life, I would say. Uh, he just does everything right, and he lives a great life. I wish I could do that, but i got to be inside all day. I, I watched this uh, Interagathon thing uh, recently with Gil Ozeri, and um, Gronkowski came on to that, and he really impressed me, I've got to say. I can see where, where you would want to follow his role. He's just got good character. He's a good guy. You know, he hangs out with good people. He he doesn't drink too much. You know, he drinks. Everyone drinks. He doesn't do the the hard drugs. He does drugs, but not the hard ones. You know? Yeah, he just dabbles in a little marijuana or cocaine or meth or whatever. Right, right. He not the really bad stuff. stuff. No, exactly. And that's why he's a really good friend of mine. I, I love the guy. You host the Nerdist podcast, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Me um, and my friend Jonah Ray and that other guy. Okay, yeah, because I was about to ask you, do those other two people have names? I didn't think they did. Jonah Ray is the the douchey one. Um, okay. The other one, I couldn't tell you his name. He hangs around me a lot. He kind of follows me around. It gets annoying, but he's nice to have around. He, he means well. And you get some pretty big guests on your podcast, almost as big as I get. It's pretty amazing. It's a lot of blackmail. Lots and lots of blackmail, you know. You, you got to try and do that because that's the only way you'll get a lot of good guests. Simple as that. Like, who have you had on your podcast? Um, I've had folks like uh, Will Smith or Tom Cruise uh, or a ghost or um, Elon Musk. Uh, that's just amateur a lot of... stuff. Oh, that's really? Amateur. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I had Bill Gates. I had uh, Barack Obama. While I had Barack oh, Obama. I had Barack... Wait a second. Oh. I had Bill Gates and Barack Obama. But wait, I had Barack Obama while we were leading the assault on the uh, on the Osama mansion in Pakistan. So that was a oh, huge wow. deal that we had him on audio while he was making those calls. And I was actually in the room with him. It was really fascinating. And that's something you only find on the Nerdist Network. It's, it's something else. Okay, I don't want to get in a pissing match with you. <laughs> but I had Barack Obama on the show with Queen Elizabeth at the L.A. Pod Festival live. <laughs> Okay. In front yeah, of a crowd of boring people. What's She's that? old news. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth is old news. <laughs> okay, great. Whatever. You're the king of podcasting. Oh, wait, I had no. Princess Diana. Mark Maron. <laughs> I had Princess Diana 20 years ago, and that was a podcast. I haven't released it yet. I'm waiting. There's a statute of limitations on it. It was 
pretty illegal that we snuck into her room to get. But, oh, man, the stuff that she said. I think she was on drugs. Mm-hmm. But but it was fascinating. And then on the, the way out, you accidentally cut her brakes? <laughs> I could take you to court over that in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't know anything about cars. It, that wouldn't happen. No, I'm, I'm a fake nerd. All right? <laughs> I don't know shit about cars. Sorry. Okay. Pardon my French. So the, the Nerdist Podcast Network, um, I didn't want to bring this up because uh, for one episode, I was a part of the Nerdist Network. Uh, I ended up uh, leaving, as you know, um, to join one of the other ones. I had a real stream where I just knocked each of them out week by week. It's it's weird that uh, none of them stuck, but... I've been curious. You said you left and you joined another one. What, what, did, you, what did you join? It's hard to keep it track because uh, for about six weeks there, I just went from Earwolf to uh, Nerdist to Maximum Fun. I did Feral for a week and then um, Sideshow and Network. I, I did that one. Yeah. And, and you just, and then went I just had to go independent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. You know, that's what I was doing before. I was under uh, Fox News first. That was my first podcast. And um, I really agree with their political views, but I'm just not on board with how they run run the show. So I, I left to start my own independent uh, podcast network, and you know we're doing great so far. I I wish we could have you back, but you know I really am not about to concede in this in this battle that we have. You know I, I feel like you have to kind of kneel before me, and I don't see that happening. To tell you the truth, I'm holding out for a, a Wolf Cool deal. Once I get that, then we'll see. We'll, we'll talk. I, I would love to do a joint venture, Wolf Cool Nerdist. Maybe I could put Nerdist first. You know, we've tried to buy Wolf Cool already, and it is their valuation is in the billions. We don't have that kind of money. They, they have too much. That Rotten Tomatoes podcast, it's the, it's the lawsuit that we can't deal with. We can't deal with that. Have you seen Silicon Valley? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I keep meaning to. Okay, well, in the show, Are you on that show? Um, I shouldn't say. All right, the season finale okay. is coming up this week. Maybe I, sh- I shouldn't talk anything about it. I feel like it's in an NDA. I should just uh, – I'm not supposed to be talking about this. Usually I'm good about this. I'm good about this with The Walking Dead, but you know, Silicon Valley, it's just such a trash show in comparison to The Walking Dead. I don't, I don't think of it that way. How do you how do you pull podcasts into the Nerdist Network? Uh, do you just try to start new podcasts with different people, or oh, are you no. uh, recruiting? Oh no, I have a couple cousins that are a little um, they're they're jocks, you know, they're buff. Mm-hmm. I send them to the house of the host, and I give them a sign, and they stand with the sign outside, and you know, it doesn't matter what the sign says, but they basically within a day they'll join the Nerdist Network, and it's, it's worked out great so far. So you say it doesn't matter what the sign says. Just give me a, just a few examples of what could possibly be on a sign like that. Oh, man. Uh, join or die. Nerdist or die. Nerdist or burn. Uh, we'll kill your children or Nerdist. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's stuff like that. Just really, I, I mean, it's just encouragement. That's all it is. If people don't like that, just look at the freaking Third Amendment. You can say whatever you want. Free speech. Right, right. That's what Nerdist is based on. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it works. Um, I, I recommend it. If you have people that you want on your podcast or you want on your network, threaten them their lives. Okay. I usually just send out emails, and it's it's weird. All these uh, 
all these big stars, they've just never been asked to be on a podcast before. And they're all just chomping at the bit to get on. It's true. Yep. Uh, people, th- people are too intimidated by the names. Uh, a Barack Obama, a, uh, a Will Hines. You know, the, these names, they're big. But if you just ask them, you just ask them nicely, they'll join. They'll, they'll join right up and they'll give you a lot of information. Have you ever thought of giving Barack Obama his own podcast? You know, I haven't, and that's a really good idea. I'm trying to think of a name. Do you have Do you have a possible name for the podcast? Because uh, um, I feel like see. if I pitch with a name, I might have a deal. But as it is right now, you know, Barack Obama's Jay Anse podcast, and he just um, goes through Jay Z and Beyonce's uh, discography. Uh, album by album and just breaks them down and talks about them i love the idea i love it beyonce and jay they're really in right now and they've been under this multiple times i had jay on last week and he was talking about just just this new carpeting you know that's such a such a fascinating concept to just what's what's going on in your house how are you remodeling and his his carpeting is going great it's um it's a, a shade of blue how about that title service? Did you talk to him about that? Oh, I did. And he would not allow us to air any of it because I was very confrontational. Oh, man. I wish I could have got him on the show. I bet yeah, you could. Probably sometime in the future. I just got to wear him down. Uh, I, <laughs> I keep sending him emails. Um, I'll, I'll send him funny memes that I find on the internet. And he'll send back a nice lol, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then when it comes podcast time... It's always, oh, I'm on tour. Oh, I have a new baby. Oh, my wife and I are having trouble with our marriage, that kind of stuff. You know, there's a lot of marriage trouble in Jay's life. That's what I've heard. Beyonce is very upset with him over something. I feel like it's the curtains. I've heard that the curtains are not the right color. They're not the right fabric. So we'll see if that's true. Um, maybe, Maybe you can get them on and figure it out. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's a little scoop for you. I'm 99% sure. He's making up all that stuff just because he's afraid to come on the podcast. Between you and I. I could see that. I wouldn't be surprised. At Midnight, what a great show. Oh, thank you very much. We worked very hard on it, and I appreciate you saying that. Um, The points on that thing, it seems like you just give them out for whatever. Uh, Is there any kind of a budget? You know, there's a very complex algorithm that goes into the points, and I have an earpiece. Uh, it, it's a there's a ding noise that happens every time I should give out points. It's not something I give out on my own because we take it way too seriously for that. If your joke has the right amount of social commentary, if it has the right amount of racial commentary, it'll get a point. I love to yell out points because I feel like it's so deserved in this society right now. Or if a joke is really naughty, that gets points. Oh, naughty. I forgot about the naughty aspect. That's a good That's a good reason for it. Points, I love giving them out. That's probably the reason I'm doing the show. You know, I shouldn't be telling you this. I get 20 points per show. Oh, wow. That's payment to me. I don't have to give those out. You really need to get them because you can't be on the panel. So how are you ever going to get your points? Right. It's, it's only fair. I said when I did this show, I said... I'm going to be giving out all these points. What am I getting back? And they said, you're getting back points. And I said, you got a deal. So what would your dream panel on At Midnight be? I'll start with um, Queen Elizabeth. She's old news, but I feel like she can really dish it out. Second, I would go with Michael Ian Black. His snark is off 
the charts. Him next to Queen Elizabeth, it would be the perfect combination. Third, I'd probably go with the Chris Gronkowski. Uh, he's a good oh, friend of, of mine. I had to hook him up. I would have to hook him up with this. And I would love to see him ask Queen Elizabeth if he could motorboat her. And that, yeah. that would just be such a dream. You're hooking him up with this. He's going to be hooking up with uh, Queen Elizabeth. You can't get the women off that guy. And that's the American dream right there. Let's see. I would love to see um, in the one spot, of course, Seth Green. He's super funny. Robot Chicken all the way. Let's see. Number two, you've got to go Oh, Seth MacFarlane. Oh, that's um, a good one. Seth Green yeah. and Seth MacFarlane, they know each other. That's a good connection. Uh, they work together a lot on um, – I can't remember the name of the show. I feel like it has to do with family and um, – uh, American Dad. American Dad. That's the family. And then for my third person, I feel like you got to go with someone political at this point. You know, you can get anyone in there. A Condoleezza Rice, a um, a Howard Dean. You know, there are so many um, people out there. Well, I wanted to go with a third Seth, but you're absolutely right. I would love to get Bernie Sanders in there. Bernie wise. Sanders, amazing. That's a perfect choice. You know, he would bring a lot of real knowledge to that at midnight and with every joke there would be some political aspect to it that you would know that would reach these young comedy central watchers it would be such a good idea to bring him on and he would bring up all his loony left liberal stuff oh and i could just laugh my ass off at home. tell me about it uh, us on fox news uh, i'm sorry i'm not a part of them anymore they absolutely laugh at everything he says. He is such a jokester. It's amazing. Over there, we don't take him seriously, but I read online that some people think he's real, and I am finding that too funny. It's a character. You can't trick me. Exactly. Stephen Colbert type. Stephen Colbert is to the right as Bernie Sanders is to the left, and I hope Bernie Sanders gets his late-night show because it's really coming to him. He's done a good job. He deserves it. He could always take it to the internet. Maybe he could do a podcast. That's a good idea. Maybe he should be the next person on the Nerdist podcast. Uh, sorry, not to poach him from you. I apologize for bringing that up on your show because I know you were looking for him. But... Yeah, I would love to get him on the show. I meant mm. give him his own podcast, actually. Oh, not a bad idea. Maybe I should send some people to his house. You've got a couple shows. You've got a ton of podcasts out there. What's next for Chris Hardwick? A B to that question. When yeah. you were a kid, did other kids call you Chris Harddick? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, I'll answer B first since I feel like it's more pertinent. Yes, they did. And they were right. They were right to call me that. I had a very, very big problem with erections in middle school. You know, every time I was called up to the front of class, bam, it would, it would pop right up and point at the teacher most of the time no matter where they were it would point right at them i'm kind of, i'm still confused about that how big a problem are we talking here if you know what i mean <sighs> i knew you were gonna ask i knew you were gonna ask it's a minor problem it's a very minor issue not a lot of people noticed but the people who did they really they laid it on me okay so then uh the future for chris hardwick the future is superstardom uh that's all i can say I'm going to be probably the biggest nerd in the world. That would mm -hmm. be my hope. Talking Dead, I hope that leads to talking uh, Fear the Walking Dead. So talking fear. I, I want to talk about fear a lot on my podcast. That is, that's a big issue for me because I've been, scared, I've been scared of a lot of things in my life. 
and zombies are one of them. Erections in class, that's that's probably number two. I think I'm just going to be a big movie star, and that's about it. Not a nerd. I'm going to be a jock. So you're going to be in, in the next Invincible or something like that, a big sports movie. That's a good question. You know, I love Mark Wahlberg. He didn't do a great job in that movie. I feel like I could have done a better job. Invincible 2, uh, look out two falls from now. We're in the talks right now for it, but it's going to be great. Yeah, it's funny you brought that movie up because that is actually the exact movie I am making. <laughs> that is a, a funny coincidence. Those happen a lot on this show. But, you know, um, there are a lot of movies out there, and you picked the exact one that I am recreating. And that's that. you're smart. Or you know. You knew already, didn't you? Well, I've got my sources. I know these words only sound similar, but what if there was a, a football movie where the football player could turn invisible while he had a football? He could get a lot of touchdowns then. He would probably get kicked out of the league. I hate to be a nerd. Um, maybe it's just built into my, my nerd brain, just the way I've been raised. But I feel like he wouldn't be allowed in the league. Or if he was, uh, maybe he would be um, taken in by the government for some tests to figure out why he's invisible when he gets the ball. I feel like there's more to this story. Maybe it's an X-Men, X-Men movie. I don't know. Yeah, I was also thinking it would be great because then he could go invisible and uh, watch all the other guys in the locker room. But then I remembered that he can just do that because he's a football player on the team. Unless you want to see the other locker room, you know, the other team's locker room, that's a little more exclusive. Oh, okay. But then we got a whole a Spygate thing, and we'd probably have to dock him a first-round pick in 2015. You know, I love all the sports. I'm a real sports head. Um, I love all the different balls. I can't pick my favorite. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I just love balls. They're my favorite. I love um What's your favorite shape? Good. My favorite shake would be a yeah, strawberry. And- oh, um, shape. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I like that answer too. Um, you know, my favorite ball shape would be uh, a cube. I love Rubik's cube. That's my favorite sport. Oh, that's my favorite. Above sport the rest, too. then I love the the oblong one, um, the one that's shaped like Arnold's head. I like that game. That's football. Oh, um, oblong. You're just talking about the sport of oblong. No, I was talking about the f- sport of football. Oh, it's like a big. American have you not sport. seen Oblong? I haven't seen that sport. Is it good? Oh man, that's you got to be in the know. That's the Rock is a big, big athlete in that sport. He um didn't he talk about that on one of the last podcasts? Yeah, but he, he told me he played football. No, 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 no. That's a big misconception, and he is probably dumbing it down for you. He plays Oblong. Okay. You know, Chris, you say you're not a nerd, but I think you're a big sports nerd. <sighs> Guilty. Uh, so, Chris, is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we get to talking about the podcast? You know, it's one of my favorite podcasts, and it's on my network, so I am very happy to talk about my podcast. Are we, we're talking about my podcast, right? We're actually talking about Mike and Tommy's snacks. Why was I invited on here? Well, Jonah, I... Jonah, why am I here? We're talking about Mike and Tom, like Mike, Ian, Michael Ian Black. I was supposed to be on At Midnight. I got a replacement host for this, Greggy. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll figure this out in the second segment. We have Andy Nice hosting this entire who, night. Who, who are the guests tonight? Oh, who are the guests tonight? Oh, man. We have Will Hines. Uh, we have Chris Gronkowski. And we have Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> wow. It's almost my dream guest situation. It's only because we didn't have... <laughs> 
I can't remember the other one. <laughs> the other person I really wanted. That's <laughs> the other person I cared about. I don't even remember them. I don't either. <laughs> Where did you want to go? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm one of the guys from Rockapella from the show, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? And I couldn't make it on the podcast for Wonderful this week, and neither could my old band nickmate, David Cotton. He was supposed to be on the show, but he is off at Ribfest in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, singing his heart out with the rest of the Rockapella, I mean Rockapella gang, such as myself. If you want to follow him, though, you can find him on Twitter at Honorary Black. And uh, he'll probably be on sometime soon. Blue moon, I saw you standing alone Without a dream in your heart Without a love of my Ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding David Cotton Okay, that was that guy. And that wasn't me just doing the voice and singing songs. That was really him. Um, so, yeah, I'm Greggy, like I said, and I'm just letting you know that you should probably tell a friend about Podcasts Are Wonderful, because that's how people find out about it, and just tell him, hey, it's really good, and he gets great guests, like um, the guys from Rockapella, that show. Are you old enough to remember that show? No? Never mind. He gets other good guests, too. Just tell them all that, and then they will listen and be subscribers, and they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, and before you know it, Everyone in the world, and then um, eventually, after that, people that don't exist yet, everyone will have heard of Podcasts are Wonderful. And that, I won't stop until that is the case. Okay, showtime. Here's what we got today for you. For your viewing pleasure, and I know you're not viewing, we got the What's the het and hut and het and hut? What is that? That's the intro song. We don't have that intro song. The that's not for us. It's for this particular product. Have oh, you ever heard me do the hit and hood and hit no. and hood? That's because we've never had Teddy Grahams on the program before. Teddy Grahams. This is what Teddy Grahams. Hit and hood and hit and hood and hood. Teddy Grahams. So this week we're going to be talking about Mike and Tom Eat Snacks, episode 21, featuring Michael Ian Black and Tom Cavanaugh. And uh, this is the second time we've talked about uh, mates, but in case you haven't heard that episode, Mike and Tom Eat Snacks is a podcast where they pick a snack, eat a snack, and rate a snack. That's their per system. That's kind of secondary because mostly they just shoot the shit and bullshit and just, you know, have a really good time together. They're obviously good friends. And... uh it's a really funny show. They're, Michael Ian Black is a very famous comedian. Tom Cavanaugh is more of an actor. You can find him on The Flash. But he's really funny, too. So, Chris, do you ever feel like, not today, Coach? You know, I feel like that a lot. But I usually keep it to myself because I am a jock. I don't, wanna, I don't want people to know that I'm not into sports. You know, some days I'm very into sports. Other days I want to hang out inside. Never will I admit that, uh, except now. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you for letting that out. That's a, that's an exclusive just for you, Greggy. <laughs> What's your favorite human-shaped food? My favorite human-shaped food? Oh, that's a tough one. Don't tell the cops, but I'm kind of partial to humans, actually. 
Humans? That is a good human-shaped food. If somebody isn't using one of their limbs or something, I might fry that up. But I wouldn't kill anybody. Right. I want to say that teddy grams are actually kind of human-shaped. You know, they look like bears, but they could just be very stunted humans. Or they could be furries. They could be people in bear (laughs) costumes. Which they deserve to be eaten, if true. They would probably prefer to be eaten. It would probably work some sexual way for them, and maybe I wouldn't want to be included in that. (laughs) How about Sour Patch Kids? Do you like those? Oh, Sour Patch Kids are great. Um, I haven't had them in a while, because I don't do sour stuff a lot, but Mm. that was definitely one of my favorites as a kid. Do you have a lot of mouth sores? Too many. The sourness really just makes them act up. Where I'm at right now, I want them out. You know, I don't want them prolonged by some Sour Patch Kids, so... yeah. I, I look past warheads. I can't get enough of warheads. Huh. And those don't agitate your mouth sores? Oh, they do. They do. But they are just amazing. So good that, you're able to overlook it? Yeah. You know, the sourness, I'm, I make the face that appears on the package of warheads, and it just makes me smile. Does your hair pop up as well, like the, the guy in the package? <laughs> I can't say it does. I wish I could tell you yes, because... You know, that would be a really good advertisement. Mm-hmm. Chris Hardwick eating a warhead with his hair straight up. That would sell a lot of warheads. I feel yeah, like a lot of like, people have forgotten about them, but they're there's still a really radical electric guitar staying like, <laughs> and a lightning and your hair flashes right behind me. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Chris, who is your favorite Scientologist? That's I a big like question. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I would say Beck. You know, I love his music. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise, though. His movies really, they just get something flowing in my bones. I love them. Mm-hmm. But Beck, you know, his music, it's just, I think I grew up listening to it. You know, my first CD I bought was Beck's Loser single. I really like that song, Sex Laws. That's a good one, too. That whole CD was really just a, a weird one. And the video, uh, I think there might be some Teddy Grahams in that video, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Which is your favorite of the Bordello of Blood series? You know, I'm going to go with number eight. That's the one that Tom Cavanaugh was in. He was a really big part of that movie. I mean, you know what that movie's about, right? I missed that one, actually. It went straight to DVD, and I didn't catch it. So it's called Bordello of Blood. Blood is actually the last name of the main character and the bordello is the the house that they live in it's it's you know it's not a board it's not a boarding house it's a bordello it's it's italian so this takes place in italy thomas blood he's just this really weird uh eccentric millionaire and he has this house where he brings all these people in it reminds me a lot of hostel he tortures all these college kids and it was really gross and i liked it wow sounds like a great movie it was the plot was incredible, you know, a lot of blood, a lot of nudity. Uh, I recommend it. It's on Netflix. Uh, I really like Bordello of Blood Five. That was the one where they tried to go in a comedy, like they tried to do comedy in it. Oh, like a slapstick? That was the mm-hmm. slapstick one. Okay. Yeah. So the vampires were there, and then, um, you know, how they remade the Three Stooges. Right. Well, they had Will Sasso in this one. And this was pre-Three Stooges, actually. But he was doing uh, Curly. Oh, okay. I heard about this one. So he shows up at this vampire bordello. And uh, he's trying to sleep with all these beautiful vampire ladies. But 
they keep trying to suck his blood and he wards them off by he's carrying a ladder on his shoulders and he happens to turn at the right moment and one end of it is uh, kind of sharpened and stakes the vampire oh he's um, carrying a baseball bat but it's sharp right mm-hmm. over his shoulder they jump right on him and get impaled by it I yep. saw that on YouTube that's a really good one that's a good choice he goes to kiss one of them and he has happened to have eaten a lot of garlic that day <laughs> and um, it catches on fire right in front of him and then he thinks the police are coming for him and so uh, he hides in the basement that's where I, I don't know I don't want to get into the big spoilers but that's where the queen vampire is and things get pretty crazy and really funny and there spoiler are a lot alert. of it must a spoiler alert but i i want to hear it you know i oh I, you want to hear oh yeah absolutely but you know the listeners this, there's gonna be some spoilers um we know this is a big movie i mean this is this is still in theaters right they they brought this one back well they do midnight screenings all the time of course of course it's a cult yeah. classic so how did how um, did that one end so what happens is he goes down to the basement. That's where the queen was. Um, he didn't know that, of course. He says, oh, it's so dark in here. He turns on a light. And this uh, cavernous basement is just filled with naked uh, vampire ladies. Because, of course, it is a rated R. Boobies everywhere. Pardon they actually downgraded it from NC-17. They were going to have it NC-17, NC-17, but they put shorts on all the girls. So they wouldn't get it. And it went down to R. So that's why all the vampire girls are wearing shorts. Mm -hmm. And it it kind of gets into a little bit of magical realism there. I I guess that is, uh, it's dumb of me to say that when it is a movie based on vampires. But what happens is earlier in the movie, you see Will Sasso sign for a package with a pencil and then put it in his pocket. Um, (laughs) He sees all these beautiful naked vampire ladies in his basement and he gets a giant erection. And it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And, uh, of course, the pencil is there in his, in his pocket. You can see it kind of, the outline of it on his um, penis as it grows. And it just goes right between the breasts of the vampire queen. <laughs> and uh, that counts as a stake, I guess. She dies. She, she bursts into flame. That's All why the- school children are the worst enemy of vampires. Absolutely. They've always got those number two pencils on them. And of course, once you've killed a queen, all the other ones die as well. So there's just vampires poofing in the smoke all around Will. And he's and, disappointed, uh, right? He's He thought all these oh, guys loved him. Yeah. The end of the movie is he just looks in the camera and he go, puts his fist on his chin and he goes, well, that's my luck. <laughs> and then, you know, there's a, there's a circle wipe on him and uh, the credits start rolling. So, yeah. I heard it's I, one of the best. You got to check it out. It's really funny. So a lot of times when we listen to podcasts on Podcasts Are Wonderful and they have a segment that seems fun, uh, we try to recreate it here on the show. And I just fell in love with the segment they did, which was Let's Play Match the Celebrity with Their Snack. There was a great theme song. I'll probably try and put that in right about here. Celebrity Uh, Snack Match. We're going to do podcast edition of match the celebrity with their snack do you want to go first or do you want me to give you a celebrity i'll give you a celebrity first okay let's hear it first celebrity so this is uh, on the on the actual podcast time was a factor Mm -hmm. they made a point of that okay so it's time and also the fit of the snack okay so my first celebrity let me let me clear my brain okay yeah, yeah yeah exactly okay i'm ready my first celebrity is hillary clinton Hillary Clinton likes to eat couscous. 
Yeah, I can see that. Now, uh, when, when I said podcast edition, I meant um, podcasters. So I'm going to go ahead and name my podcasters. No. <laughs> yeah. I just I just got random people. So okay. I'll have the podcasters. You'll have the random people that I can. Okay. That's, that's I, am, I am very famous, and I talk to a lot of famous people. And you probably so don't have, have a lot some... of time to listen to podcasts either. Right. You know, the, I listen to maybe two podcasts, and this is one of them. Uh, just because I'm upset that we lost you to be independent, that's a really big deal to us. The second one is uh, Rotten Tomatoes, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay, so do you need to clear your mind, or are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, my first one is Papa Bear himself, Mark Marin. Mark Marin likes caramel popcorn. Okay, yeah, I think that's probably right. My thought was maybe um, cigarette butts, but <laughs> caramel <laughs> is also really good. Just dirt, dirt or rocks, either, <laughs> either one of those. Broken two. glass. <laughs> Old magazine. That's I could see him eating any of those things. But I was able to plan ahead for that one, so <laughs> right. you still win the point on that. Okay, you know, you don't okay, have to give me the me. point. I like your answer better. So okay. I mean. We maybe should we each have one? I kind of like that idea of. Okay, well then, who, what do you think for Hillary Clinton? Yeah. All right. I, I got. All right. Let me clear my mind. You give it to me. <laughs> okay. Ready? All right. I'm ready. Hillary Clinton. Ratatouille. Okay. And I think you got it on that. I think you still win with couscous. Okay, I got to play this game some more. Give me, give me another one. Okay, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Bazooka Joe bubblegum. <laughs> He's it counts as a snack because he does swallow it. <laughs> is that bad for your intestines or is that a uh, urban myth? I feel yeah, like he I would mean, know best. Yeah, we'd have to ask him. <laughs> we'll get him on the podcast or answer that real quick next yeah. time, right? <laughs> I'm sure you've had him before. Uh, I mean, I don't like to talk about it, but uh, but I I do like to talk about it. We did have them multiple times. Uh, how about you? What do you think for All Neil deGrasse Tyson? Right. Let me clear my mind. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Fruit roll up. Definitely. Yeah, you think I got that one? Yeah, I think so. I think what he does is he he rolls it up into a big ball and then just pops the whole thing in his oh, mouth. Wow, that's risky. I feel like that's well, kind of wasting it. But then it looks like a planet, and that's what he loves. It's <laughs> a good point. All right, so I think I've got two points, and you've got one. Okay. All right, you're up. So here's your next one. Are you ready? Yeah. Head writer and dweebster of Welcome to Night Vale, Joseph Fink. I honestly don't know who that is. I'll be honest. Okay. I, I, oh, that, that podcast is so below me. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Fink, he sounds like he likes uh, crackling oak bran. That was actually my answer as well, so you get the point for that one. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think it's possible he doesn't eat anything else. I, I could see that. Does he have it with milk, or is he just going plain? Well, he does both. Okay. For a meal, he'll eat it with the milk. But right. then he also puts a little baggie of it in his, uh, you know, suit pockets because he's always wearing a suit. And then he just reaches his hand in there and pops one in his mouth when nobody's looking. It's weird he waits until nobody's looking. <laughs> like, 
like they're going to judge him for it because I think Cracklin' Old Brand's pretty legit snack. Uh-huh. Is he is he self conscious about it? You think? Well, he just let me just say I have no I've never met the man and I've never had him on the podcast, but um, in my mind I, I see him as having uh, food issues. I'm not saying he's fat or anything, but just he's very self conscious about other people seeing him eat. Okay, so he could be really skinny or he could be really fat. I have no idea. I've never yeah I've never seen a picture of him. I uh, may have. I may have seen him before, but he really his name doesn't ring a bell. He sounds like someone who's really fat or really skinny. Okay. Do you have another celebrity you want to name? Yeah, I do. This time I'm going to give you Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Is that uh Captain America? That is Captain America. Okay. He likes Wendy's fries dipped in Frosties. You won. That's I can't I can't compete with that. You already got it. <laughs> that's that's a great snack, and he is a great guy. So I could see that being it completely. But just for the sake of competition, let me blank my mind quick, and you give it to me. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Chris Evans. Mint chocolate brownies. Okay. Mm, no, I won. Sorry. Yeah, no, you did. Definitely. Okay, so here's my last one. All right. If you get this one right, we're tied. I'm okay. up three to two right now. All right. Okay, are you ready to go? I'm ready. Okay, well, if you take a second longer, I w- won't mind uh, because this okay. is actually a double. Okay. Uh, but but they have to have the same one. Hayes and Sean, the hosts of the Rotten Tomato podcast. Milk Duds. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. guys love movies. You buy the Milk Duds, take them into the movie. I think popcorn would have been a really easy, obvious answer, but I I did not come up with that one. Well, I think they buy the popcorn, they buy the Milk Duds, oh. and then they just dump them right into the popcorn. That's a great idea. It's a nice I salty with, and sweet combination. I do it with uh, M&Ms. M&Ms and popcorns are a really good mix. And that works pretty well because it won't melt all over the place. Right, yeah. It, it does a little bit. Your hands get a little green and blue. But besides that, I have my assistant wipe it off. Okay, so I think we're all done with that segment. Wait, uh, you didn't go. What? You didn't go oh, for Hazel oh. John. Oh, true. Sorry. I'm you got you to gotta, you gotta fight me on this one. Tell me when you're ready. Okay, let's see. I'm ready. Hazen Sean. Raw grapes. Hayes really loves grape. That's a really good answer. Wait, which color, though? I didn't think it that far through. Uh, but I'm it, curious as to your thought, because I have a color in mind, and I want to see if yours is the same as mine. I think he likes red ones. I think he likes uh, like maybe a little underripe on the, 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 you know, the, the classic purple grape Concord. That was my guess as well. So you definitely win that one. So that, that means we tied on that? Yeah, I think we'll just uh, we'll call it what we both won. Okay, great. Can you think of any other classic songs that would fit for a jingle for Golden Grams? Golden Grams. All right, all right, I can do it. Okay. I say Golden Grams. You say Golden Grams. We say Golden, golden Grams. <laughs> that's, that's a winner right there. Absolutely. I think I think that would be cheaper than uh, an Elvis song as well. <laughs> yeah. Huh, let me think. Are there any songs with golden in them? 
I ain't saying she a golden gram, but she ain't messing with no chocolate golden grams. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> hey, I wasn't gonna say anything. I got gold in the word, and I pretty much <laughs> mailed it in from there. There you go. You can leave that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Or you can leave it in the bloopers. Either way. What religions would you be willing to join for half-off pizzas on Wednesday? I can't think of one I wouldn't want to join. Oh, really? Half-off half pizza, that's, that's for life, right? You don't, you don't mean just for a year. You mean for life? I don't even mean just for one Wednesday. Yeah, for life. Wow. Maybe Scientology. I feel like I'd have to put money into Scientology to get the pizzas back. A lot of the other religions, they're kind of just, you know, join up and commit your life to us and you get that half-price pizza. That's, that seems like the religion for me. Getting half-off pizzas just for joining Unitarianism? That would be like a, a scam, basically. Or like secular Judaism? You get half-off pizzas for that? Oh, my God. The dream. If there's really no catch, I don't see what the problem would be. That would be a dream. And maybe... In the end, you go to heaven, but you know what? What's heaven if you've already had half-priced pizza on Wednesdays for your entire life? Do you think they have half-priced pizzas in heaven? Uh, I don't believe in heaven, so it's hard to say. If heaven existed, um, do you think they'd have half-priced pizzas? It would be pretty offensive to me to follow a religion all through this life and say, hey, there's cheese in heaven. You don't get it here, but you get it in heaven. And then they don't let you have half-priced pizza. I feel like that would be pretty unfair. Half-price pizza seems like a right at that point. Yeah. Like, what kind of God would let that happen? Exactly. The only God I would ever follow is one that would give me half-price pizza on every Wednesday in heaven. Can you do a Teddy Graham voice? Yeah, I can do a Teddy Graham voice. Wow, that's great. Is that good? Does yeah, that sound like much... Tom? Yeah, that's pretty much what it was in the commercial, even, I think. Yeah, you got a fucking problem with that? <laughs> Oh, jeez, Teddy, I'm sorry. You gave me a shit rating. What do you expect? I just don't like the chocolate ones. I forgot that you were chocolate. This isn't a race thing, okay? You got a problem against us blacks? <laughs> Teddy, I'm sorry, okay? I... How do I supposed to accept this? Oh. <laughs> I had to stop myself from doing a racist <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah, so what do you say? I'm sorry. I'm, I'll get some chocolate ones in the future and really try to give you a more fair shake this time. I'm, I apologize. Us chocolate teddy grams have gone through a lot in our lives in America, and you're going to pile on us like this? Go I, buy more again, of us. I'm sorry. Um, I forgive you. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. So what's your ideal carb-based snack to eat before putting on your beanie and going out to play? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay, Chris, so is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we get to the ratings? Nothing that would fly on your podcast. It's a lot of business stuff, you know. Oh, okay. Um, we'll, t- we'll talk after the podcast ends. I want to I buy this podcast. I want you back on Nerdist. <laughs> it could happen. I, I mean, I am holding out for Wolf Cool, but at this point, I don't know if it's going to happen, so... Uh, I would be willing to entertain your ideas. I'll give you a dollar more than what Wolf Cole offers you. <laughs> How about that? Ooh, a dollar. <laughs> so it's time for ratings then. We all know podcasts are the 
best so let's rate this show from one to ten but don't go too low when you rate my friend cause then wonderful wouldn't it make much sense it's ready On Mike and Tommy Snacks, they use a 1 to 10 rating scale. And on Podcasts Are Wonderful, we use a 1 to 10 rating scale. However, we have a big difference between mates and Podcasts Are Wonderful. On Podcasts Are Wonderful, we stay up in the high ratings. We want an 8 or 9 or a 10. Because podcasts are very difficult and time-consuming to make. And giving a podcast a low rating is just one of the worst things you you can do. (laughs) Of course. So. Chris Hardwick. I've done all this. I know that it's terrible to receive a bad rating. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you want to give my podcast less than a five star, just go freaking stick your thumb up your butt and not do that. Okay. I only want tippy toppest of all the highest scores on my iTunes reviews. Listeners, you sons of bitches. <laughs> if you're not going to give a, at least a five, why are you even listening? That's my, that's my thing. And and I want all you listeners to uh, write into iTunes and see if they can add a six star onto that thing because two people gave me a two and a four. What I need to get my rating back up. Does so it I need a their couple names? To, uh, no, they, they just uh, clicked on the star. They didn't leave a review. By the way, listeners, I'm just kidding. I don't mind. You can rate me however you want. I don't care. Sorry for calling you sons of bitches. That was just a joke. So, Chris Hardwick, what do you give Mike and Tommy Snacks episode 21 featuring Michael Ian Black and Tom Cavanaugh? You know, I'm going to give this podcast the elusive 10. This is one of my favorite podcasts for Mates. Mates was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to, and this one is just way up there in the Hall of Fame for me. I also give it a 10. I think this is a great episode, and... There are way more hits than misses in this thing, and I think you should go back and listen to all of them, as I said last time when we talked about Mike and Tommy Snacks. So, double tens. Great job, Mike Lee and Black and Tom Kavanaugh. That's a 20, folks. That's a 20. Is there yes. anything else you'd like to talk about before we end the show? You know, I think it's um, it's late at night over here on Nerdist time. I have to go do the meltdown soon. Jonah's calling my name over there. He he can't he can't pull up his pants without me. You know this guy. He's <laughs> hopefully I can find a new new co-host soon. I'm looking for a new one. Send me some emails. My email is uh, Jonah is terrible at gmail.com. So thank you so much for being on the show, Chris, and thank you listeners for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. Bye bye. Cool man. about this.